The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including YouTube and your home smart speakers. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. While you're reviewing, keep in mind, five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. But if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, nofocusradio.com, for exclusive content. Join us on social media. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can find everything and more at nofocusradio.com, including the rest of our shows and links to part of the intermission, all that good stuff. Take it away. No, it's true. And I know just what I got to what do. What do you got to do? Gonna hit this ground running. 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 Running to my favorite podcast. Ooh, what podcast gonna is it? Gonna hit the ground running. 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 Gonna listen to NoFocusRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That was very nice. That was Thank very you. Nice. <laughs> Sounds really good. Uh, that's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, those who long to live in the Central Valley, and for those who can't wait for their turn to spin the wheel of prizes from the No Focus Radio Hour in the Central Valley. Oh, oh let me, let me, it, let me get it here, you can't hear it. You Actually, you spun it in the beginning of the show, maybe yeah. people... Ew. You there win? we What'd go. There we win? go. Oh, guess what? Refill our beer. Hey, <laughs> nice. It was funny. I, I spun it earlier when it, uh, just a few minutes ago, and guess what I got? Uh, picture with Stu. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah, I so was funny. I think he he had to do something to this. He he uh, uh, he rigged this game. That is a, everybody a won a selfie with hilarious. Stu. Everybody got I'm a picture jealous. with Stu. Oh my goodness! So here we are, as always, with our beautiful cast of characters. Uh, it's a small cast Except, today, yeah. um, but it's the best. Or best ha- part half of the a cast of characters. Half a cast, but it's the best part of the oh, cast. Oh, thank you, sir. We thank have you. with us Eric the Doorman. Well. Yes. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Yeah. Um. Uh, pretty excited to be here. Pretty excited to be here. I almost didn't make it. We're going to talk about it. I had uh, some electrical issues Ooh. in yeah, the home. Rough. I had to fix. Last night, so yeah, but uh, uh, electrical issues they'll get you. Oh yeah, they will. They'll get you. How about you, sir? How are you doing? Um, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a couple fun, interesting things. Also, some home issues. Yeah, on my, yeah. On my side of things. Um, By the way, that is our one and only, the man, myth, and legend, Mister Johnny Knobs. Oh, hey, hey everybody. Uh, you know why they call me that, right? No, why do they call you that? It's actually, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's because I control the volume. <laughs> Not messing around today. You know, we should have put that on the the wheel of uh, oh, prizes. Why? Guess why great. they call you Johnny Knobs? Oh, next time. Next time. That'll next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, really quick, everybody, for those who are listening, um, wanted to say, especially if you're a new listener and you had just started listening because of the uh, Shaver Lake Brewfest, and you made it past the song. Yes, you made it past the song. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, this is much more of a normal episode. Um, 
you know, we are missing a couple of our, our uh, cast members, but this is more of a standard, um, you know, uh, podcast, podcast, show. Yeah, yeah. podcast. It's show just us in that. studio talking about hot topics of the day. Oh yeah, week, months, years. Yeah, and kind of everything what's going on. What's new? What's exciting? It's funny, you know. People said that to us out there when we were at the Brew Fest. People would ask, you know, what's your show about? Yeah. And that that's the the I guess for me that was the most interesting question to try to answer because it it really we cover so much in this show. Yeah, and that's kind of the point. It's why it's a, it's a no it's a no focused yeah, show. Yeah, true. Yeah. However, it also is hyper focused. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, so um yes. yeah, I kind of what so those of you who are kind of listening and um I, I'm interested in you know join hop on the Discord server if you don't mind. You can get a link to that at uh, at nofocusradio.com. Uh, join the join our Discord server and let us know like hey uh, what'd you like? Are you interested in more episodes like that? Mm. Um, was it was it a fun thing to listen to? And for those of you who are um, live subscribers, part of our gold program, there oh. did you like listening to that live? Because um, we can do more of those live uh, shows as well. So, um, you know, let us know. Um, comment. Comment. Send us a note at nofocusradio.com and uh, let us know. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of fun. What did you think about that? See, now this is actually our first official show back from the uh, Brew Fest. Back yeah. from being, and to be honest, that was the first time we had done anything like that Yeah. Uh, as a show. So it was kind of all just on the fly uh seat of your pants type of uh podcasting out there it was a lot different for us because absolutely we, yeah because we usually have like you said we usually come in studio we have topics we're talking about and uh you know and and we're kind of like you say sometimes we're we're we go off into different directions but you know we're we're pretty much topic driven yes. and being out there we had to be more people driven because i mean we just had people walking by you know we try to get into topics it was funny my wife even mentioned she listened to the shows and she goes oh my gosh you guys wouldn't let Stu talk. Oh, God. Because <laughs> every time he'd get into a story, he'd start, yeah, I have this great story I want to tell. And then somebody would hey, come over, oh spin the God. wheel. We're like, hey, come over here, spin the wheel. So it was so funny. She's like, man, you guys didn't even let him talk. So oh, your wife listened. Yes, she did. What did she think? What I'd like to hear what she thought of the episode. Oh, she thought it was very. She thought it was fun, man. She really? She actually it. enjoyed it. Yeah, them. she actually enjoyed him. She thought it was pretty fun. Oh, that's good. Because I, I do. My, my um, I do wonder. I've uh, As somebody who... Um, you know, start of the podcast, and I, I take quite a bit of pride in making our podcast as um, as high quality and sounding yeah, as oh good yeah. as we can. Oh, you know? For sure, I know you do that. Yeah. Um, I was worried. I really was. I was like, mm. man, I don't know. Like, I listened to it, and I was a bit, like, oh, man. Like, I understand that for people who are listening to it live, you know, you can you can become a, a gold member there at uh, nofocusradio.com so you can get all of our live shows. Um, I figured that could be fun. Because you're commenting yeah. with us, you know, you're kind of you're just listening to us live. It's a fun, it's a fun thing. Yeah. But I didn't know how fun it would be listening afterwards. Now I did listen to the episodes, and I did think, you know, they were fun. I thought they were fun. Yeah. But I didn't know if that's because in my uh, in my mind's eye, I could see what we were doing. Yeah. So, you had the context. Yeah. Behind what we were saying. So I am interested. I'm interested. So send us send us a note. Let us know what you think, because um, I'm interested to know if you enjoyed it. Um, I think that would be one of the one of the critiques, especially for me. I mean, I, I think you know. For us, like I said, it was kind of our first time. It was our first time being out there doing yeah. it live, and I think uh, you know it'd be. I I need to probably explain more as to you know setting the scene, what is going on at mm. the time. You know, you're good at that. You do that really well on well, our show. Well, I I, yeah. I try because I'm trying to 
listen to it as a, you know, as a, I'm trying to hear it as a listener would, you know, that didn't know what was happening, right? Yeah. So I'm going to try to explain stuff as it's happening. And when you're talking about, as far as, as you critiquing the show, I know you're listening to it as a producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, right. you know, you're, yeah. So I understand where you're coming from too. And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, o- overall, I think the experience was really good and was really positive. I think people actually uh, were very uh, receptive to us being out there. And, and, they, and I, was, I was amazed, to be honest, I was amazed how much participation we got from people. I, I thought yeah. people would just be walking by and be like, eh, whatever, because nobody even knows, right, who we are, what, what we do. I mean, right. I don't think anybody listened to our show that was out there. That was so funny. <laughs> well, no, we did. We had a couple people. We had the, we had uh, Randy, we had Austin, we had a few people. Well, yeah, but th- those are like Austin's, uh, you know, he's been on before. Well, you know, we don't He's need to tell, a, need to tell everybody show. that. We had a lot of people who listened <laughs> to our show. Uh, but it was, you know, it was an area of town that people don't uh, really hear us, because, you know, we're not, we're not not really up in the mountains that often so a lot of people didn't really uh, know our show but um we had a, a lot of participation and a lot of people who have since um subscribed and started listening so thank you thank yeah. you new listeners uh, and thank you jim jim who's i'm gonna buy some land from oh yeah uh, that's right jim jim was like a real estate agent yeah. out there trying to sell you yeah, some jim stuff. i have your phone number right here <laughs> thank you very much um, I appreciate it, but but that's I think that's what we need. You know, as a podcast, that's kind of fun for us too to be out there to actually meet people. And um, you know, and those people didn't come. Obviously, they came for the brew fest. They they didn't come to see no focus, right? right. So, well, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not sell ourselves short here. Uh, I think it was like people were willing to pay twenty dollars for the brew fest. The other twenty dollars were really came to, to us, come to see us. Uh, Did it come to us? I don't. I didn't yeah. see any of that. We got to talk to Austin about oh that. Oh my gosh, I didn't you're see right. We never that. got our check. Yeah, we Damn. never got our check. He, oh we barely God. got a hat and a t-shirt out yeah, of it. Yeah, actually, only one of us got a hat and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know the rest of us. Yeah, I was like, sorry, you got screwed. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Out oh, there. it was it was a yeah. great experience. I want to do it again. I yeah. really do. I want to go out there and uh, uh, you know do some some more live uh, podcasting. And I hope yeah. and I hope the audience, you know, when they listen to the shows, I hope they enjoy it too. Our our standard audience, hundred uh, percent. That yeah. got to that got that got got to hear it yeah and i i agree with you man i it'd be great if you guys had left some feedback yeah please do let us know like you know how you thought the show went how it sounded this is brand new for us to be out there so yeah we always we love we want to make the show better for you i mean that's the thing you know we do come in here and this isn't just for us to indulge ourselves and listen to our own voices we want to make a great like you said man we want to make a great show for the oh, audience yeah. And uh, um, we would love to hear some feedback and, and see if there's things you guys think we can improve on. If you loved it, you know, um, if you love the win, win a prize a wheel, uh, we'll continue <laughs> that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let yeah, us know. Appreciate what, what, was there some other things you want to say about the show, though? Uh, you were- uh, no, I think we pretty much summed it up. I forget what okay. I was talking about before. Because uh, you, you were talking and you're like, oh, no, wait, we'll talk. We were talking previous before right. the show and you're like, oh, I want to talk about it. And then, and then they're like, but I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll hold off. It so. was probably just this. I okay. <laughs> um, I do, I do want to say, though, a couple things. I'm not going to save this to the end just in case we don't get to it. We met a couple people up at the, um, at the brew fest and it was, um, I thought it was pretty, uh, cool, cool people who, uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um, uh, these are some events that are coming up, <laughs> squirrel, and I wanted to pitch squirrel. these. We have, these are also some events that are coming up to help. Oh, yeah. Some charity events here. So there is the Pine Ridge Boosters. They present the 26th annual Lodger, oh, no, Loggers Jamboree. Um, that is in Huntington Lake area. Mm. So for those of you who are in the uh, Central California area. Really want to escape the heat. Yeah, this is going to be really cool. August 6th, China Peak lands at China Peak Landing in Marina, Huntington Lake, um, 11 a.m. on August 6th. 
at the gates open, 12 p.m. events begin. And this is actually only $10 to get in. And here's 12 and under kids are free. Mm. Usually like two and under, 12 and under. So wow, that's bring nice. Your whole family. They're going to have a beer garden, food trucks, a craft fair, a kid's zone. Um, so check that out. It's also it's being sponsored by uh, Donaghy Sales, same people who sponsored the uh, mm. Brewfest, so probably yeah. a good amount of beer up there. Check that out. And you can go to prsboosters.org, prsboosters.org to get your um, tickets and things like that. Yeah, and I think that you could you could pre get the tickets, or they said they they, they will sell. I I don't think they really had a limit, um, if I remember correctly. Like the she, uh, she was oh, saying yeah. that they they would sell. Like you could still go up there even if you didn't pre buy them. Yeah, she said that in. last year they sold like three thousand tickets. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So I would check that, and maybe she even said more. I forget. I can go back and listen to the episode, but um, I would check that out. That is really cool. Um, so I'd go check out that event. That's the uh, Loggers Jamboree, Pine Ridge Boosters Loggers Jamboree. Do they have, is there a website? Yeah, prsboosters.com. PRS okay. Boost. And guess what? Guess where you can find that link if you're interested? No Focus Radio. Hey, that's right. Dot com. No Focus Radio.com or in our show notes. So would you listen to whatever oh, podcast there you go. area you were listening to? Just look, click below on, uh, on the notes and it will be there. Also, Clovis Rotary in the Fresno Airport. The uh, Clovis Rotary and Fresno Airport District Rotary present. I don't understand what this says. Doesn't really matter. This is the second annual barbecue and brew, a hoedown at the shed. Oh, where's that? Where's the shed at? The shed is at PR Farms, twenty nine seventeen East Shepherd. Um, I've never heard about this. But this hmm. place sounds cool. The shed. The shed. Proceeds benefit the Rotary's seniors helping seniors. Also sponsored by. Um, oh, I don't know. A lot of people. They're going to have a free beer. Beer tasting. Wow. Um, you're going to get, so let's see what else you get. Oh my goodness. There's going to be live music and dancing. Dust off your dancing boots and Jonas for mom, pa's barbecue. Love mom, pa's. They actually catered my wedding. Really? Um, oh yeah. Dancing and music featuring John Pemberton. Ooh, the Pembertons. Hmm. Games, raffles, dessert auction, and a complimentary beer tasting. So check that out. If you get your tickets uh, before uh, um, September 24th, you get $10 off your tickets. So check that out. Um, anyways, so check that out also in the show notes. So cool. Definitely. Those are some uh, you know, fun, and th- uh, other local events to check out that are also helping raise money for good causes. And, and this is kind of what we wanted to originally, I think, you know, maybe not originally, originally, but <laughs> somewhere along <clears throat> somewhere along the line, excuse me. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, uh, you know, do this kind of thing to promote all the events that were happening in the Valley. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is great. You know, if you guys have any events, let us know. Uh, we can promote it. You can come on and yeah. talk to us about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So if you 100%, if you have something... Um, to talk about, we'll love to have you. As on a matter of fact, show. I think I think the uh, uh, I can't remember what her name was. The, the lady that was doing the uh, jamboree, she said she wanted to come on. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Talk so to I, us about that. I gave that her a card. Closer, Hopefully yeah. she'll uh, she'll reach out there. Um, now for tickets, um, to get tickets at the um, barbecue and brew, um, a hoe down at the shed. You know, sadly they oh oh clovisrotary.com. Clovis okay. Rotary. Um, and yeah. also, guess where you can get that link. Show notes. There you go. And nofocusradio.com. Nofocusradio.com. And while you're there, too, Nofocus Radio, do us a little favor and uh, hit that button to buy us a, a coffee. Yeah, that would be sweet. It really yeah. helps out. Kind of helps uh, us out, too, because like I said, we love bringing you these events. And actually, you know, that that's a great point. We'd love to go out and do a lot more live events. Um, and if you guys enjoyed them, 
uh, that's one way to get us out there is oh, to, yeah. uh, you know, buy us a few coffees to send us out there so we can actually, should we buy us some gas money <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to, to head out to these events and, uh, maybe we can come start covering things more, uh, do a little more live events, start covering, um, live. Yes. That would be fun. Um, He's uh, sorry. I'm talking really quick. You can, you can. You know, he's. Uh, I'm sorry. He's. Uh, I was just. I was explaining. See, remember, I'm going back to how yeah. I'm giving people context here. He's typing right now, madly typing all this information in, yes. so you guys get the information. That's right. As we do the show, on the website. I am. Uh, sometimes I get distracted because I am. Uh, also, no, you're make, doing, doing show notes at, at the time. We've talked about this before. Yeah. People don't understand. You're like the uh, instead of Johnny Knobs, maybe you should be called the octopus or something. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like you got hands here. everywhere. You're pulling up stories. You're working the sound. You're putting in stuff on. on I mean, you're doing like twenty. I'm just sitting here talking into a mic. I feel I kind of feel bad, and then I kind of don't. <laughs> you're like I kind of feel bad, but I'm not gonna. If feel I feel bad. too bad, you're gonna give me a job, man. I don't know <laughs> if I want another job. No, but I mean, uh, uh, but you're over here, man. You're just you're 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 like uh, we should call you maybe fingers on fire or oh. something. Oh, I like that. Johnny Knobs and his fingers on fire. He's like all over typing stuff in, putting in the website, controlling volumes. Ooh, He's doing crazy. Spinning the wheel of prizes. Hey, yeah. I got some cool thing. Let's uh, huh. I'm gonna switch it up over here really yeah. quick. So uh, what's new with you? Well, I was telling you, you know, so yeah. just as a matter of fact, it happened last night. So I had an issue, electrical issue oh. at the home, yeah. right? So um, I'm literally, which I knew this was going to happen. I'd have to get into it. So basically... I'm, I'm walking, uh, I literally walked into a room. I don't know if it was a ghost or what, but I walked into a room. <clears throat> all of a sudden, the, the light and the uh, uh, ceiling fan go out. You know, they just went out. I mean, they're just like stopped working. I'm like, oh, man. And this happened once before, and it kind of corrected itself. You know, sure. I like, played with some breakers, and, and, and I was going to start to get into the wiring. And then all of a sudden, it just started working. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. I'll yeah. put everything back. Anyway, it happened again, so I had to get into it. Well, come to find out, I think I figured it out. There's one light switch that kind of begins, like, you know, a lot of homes they have, I think they have the wires come into a, uh, uh, you know, they, they just like have complete a whole circuit. Right? Sure. So there's like a whole room, or you get a room and you'll get half of the light switches and half of the plugs are kind of all together. Yeah. So um, I think what it, what it was was the light switch in the beginning of that circuit, of, of that little, little portion, um, uh, the wire was was coming loose, and literally when I started to pull out to inspect wires, it broke off the back of the thing because it was just pushed in. Like a lot of times, the electricians will tell you, you take the wire and you loop it around yep. that little uh, screw yep. and then tighten it down. Do not push it in the back of, of the uh, plug, and that's yeah. the easy, simple way to do it. But also over time, it becomes loose yes. and it becomes a problem. So, and that's what the whoever put this uh, initial one in your house did the did yeah. That. But it probably was like. You know, thirty years ago, right, right. <laughs> put it in, that's right? fair. You know what I mean? Is has been yeah. so anyway. So I fixed that, and everything seems to work now. Yeah. So I think I fixed the problem. But as I was explaining to you earlier, it's so funny because it's like I'm, I'm a very do-it-yourself guy. Yeah. But with electricity, I just never took the time to learn. You know, all all the ins and outs and the volts and the yes. the uh, uh, everything else, right? And the amps and how that all works and everything. So it's like literally. I'm always trying to figure out the last minute when I need to, and I need to fix it instead of just learning how everything works so that I have a good understanding of going in. Right. And at the same time, right now, I don't really have like an electrician to go to. I don't have that, that person. You know, I, I have, I have a, maybe a buddy or two I can call and sure. say, hey, you know, what do you, what do you think? What's your best guess? You know, yeah. but I don't have like an official electrician. Right. And that's the problem, I think. Uh, in my, you know, my experience right now is I don't have a lot of go, good go-to people that are solid, like plumbers yes. and electricians and these guys and that. 
And so, yeah. So anyway, so that's what I've been dealing with. Uh, I wasn't, you know, so I had to, uh, my Friday night ended up being uh, uh, doing uh, electrical work on the house. And thank goodness it didn't affect the air conditioning because <laughs> otherwise right. we would have been in big, big, big trouble. But, um, but you were also talking about how you had some issues too, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've... Same sort of thing, you know. Houses. I I'm gonna tell you guys what I I bought this house, and I for those of you who have listened to the show for the last twelve years, or whatever it is, you've heard a lot of interesting stories about me and my house. <laughs> it's always like I try to do something simple, and yeah. It always turns into a nightmare. Mm. And a quick recap: I bought this house in a short sale in 2012. It was a it's a Centex nice. home. I got it for a nice price. Um, however, over the last uh, twelve years, or however long it's been, twelve years. Um, I have put more money into it than if I had bought a new house. I think. Really, it's just been. A, it's been. A, uh, so uh, this house I got, and um, shortly after I moved in, I got a, th- a letter in the mail saying there was a giant class action lawsuit against Centex Homes because mm. this house was built during the big housing boom, yeah. 2007, 2008. Okay, and every, they were so this was a, basically a new house when you got it. New, essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was only a couple years old. Yeah, and. Um, the problem was during that housing boom time, and I'm sure anybody who bought a house that was built during that time has had similar issues. There was, uh, they were just hiring anybody. So, like, you know, you bought a house from Centex or Lennar or some builder, they were just subcontracting out to anybody who had a hammer, yeah. essentially, because they needed people. Yeah. There was, oh, very, it was crazy. Houses yeah. were just going up, they were just I going mean, up overnight. There was very and that little is inspection. A problem, yeah. Very little. Like, people really didn't know what they were doing. In fact, so I got this thing in the mail. Centex was getting sued by like everybody because they were using like unlicensed subcontractors and mm. nothing was doing. And I and I had just moved in and I was like, oh, geez, you know, like first of all, I'm like I don't really want to be part of this because ugh, whatever, I'm gonna get like a dollar and whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it's a class action. Yeah, you're yeah, always it's pointless. But anyways, cents. this went on for for I kept I kept on getting this stuff in the mail, you know, just update, update, update. Um, so, and then at one point they actually just sent an inspector out and they're like, Hey, can we just inspect your house for all the things we just have to get like, we're just and said, yeah, sure. Whatever. And of course, all of the issues, like I have, uh, areas in my house that just aren't like squared correctly. So there's like mm. cracks because oh, the, wow. I have all the concrete in the house underneath the ground has cracked like everywhere. Really? Uh, oh, it's terrible. So we have major like ant problems because it's just cracked all the way through. Wow. Um, we have had, we have a pipe issues. Actually, we have a, um, a tankless water heater system in this house that it came with. Yeah. And, uh, also, one of these like salt uh, water softener systems. Oh yeah, okay. Which I hate. Um, and uh, I moved in, and shortly after I moved in, I was like, I should probably get this thing serviced. I don't know when it was ever serviced, you know. Yeah, sure. They come out, and they're like, Oh, you have to go flush it. And outside the house, there's supposed to be like there's this like door that you open up, and you can hook a hose up to it, and you flush the system because there is salt in there, and you don't want the salt to like ruin your pipe. So you're supposed to flush it like every couple years. Mm. They open it up, and they're like, Uh oh. Said what? He said, "There's no valve. They just what? They didn't even put a valve in to flush this thing. Like you just get nothing." And I was like, "What do I do?" He was like, "Oh, you just keep on using it. Eventually, you're gonna start start tasting like salt, and your water's gonna start coming out bad. And at that point, you're gonna have to redo your piping." And I'm like, "No hey, way, that's serious." So like, and and the pipes are and in this house are they in the foundation? Right? They're not the overhead, or are they overhead? Yeah, foundation. Okay. It's gonna be a, it's like 
essentially screwed. So they don't, yeah, they, when they redo the piping like that, I've had issues uh, uh, with my house. It's a, a Wath and Castanos, and it's built in the 70s, right? It's they nice built like a actually. ton, oh, a ton of them. Okay. But but I've heard that, and I've heard several people with, sorry to kind of chime in. No, here, but, go uh, for it, Just please. to break in real quick. Uh, several people with the Wath and Castanos issue is that for some reason, the type of cement they use for the foundation interacts with the hot water pipe. Oh, interesting. And so it like it it deteriorates it and I've I've known two or two, I think three people now who have had these issues where they've had leaks in their foundation. And so the so what what I was getting at with you is that essentially what would happen is that you know, you have a choice. You can try to dig up your foundation and figure that out. But if it's replace all your pipes, then you would have to go this other way, which is basically they come in and they do overhead drops. Gotcha. So they put all the water lines like in the new houses. They have yeah. all that 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 uh, it's not it's not a PVC pipe, but it's some yeah. other, you know, pipe that they use yeah. for water and they do it all overhead. It's That's all in the attic, actually. which I'm sure can cause its own set of problems. If it ever right. gets a leak, you know, your I'd rather roof's have that. coming Easier in. But, fix. but anyway, they'll do drops where they put it in and then they just basically take in the attic and they have to drop it down to all the places oh. where you need. That's so nice. anyway... Yeah, because also... But that's, that's very expensive too. Expensive, yeah. But so also we have this wall here in the studio... That wall is actually a, a giant. In there is all, a lot of piping because that's where a lot of the hot water system is inside okay. that wall. So it's kind of been. A, anyways, this this house has just kind of been a nightmare for yeah. everything. Becomes you've heard about me trying to change like the uh, the sinks in my house, which turned into like a four week nightmare. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Everything. So all that to say, always small issues in this house, and I keep on finding every time I think something's gonna be simple, it turns into a nightmare. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So. We just got, uh, we ordered a new dishwasher. The new dishwasher. Our dishwasher is starting to, it's 15 years old. Okay. And it's not working that well. Anyway, it's not, they don't make it like they used to. Like, I remember my parents had a dishwasher for like 50 years and it worked great. Well, that's because they just used all the water. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Now they got so many limitations on it. You know, it's you can true. only drip a, get a drip it, of water on uh, the dish to uh, clean it. It's true. It. It's also like, yeah. It's they just had this thing blasting, right? It's like a jet stream of right. water. It would like take like peel super your, hot water. Peel the skin off <laughs> your, your hand if you had you it. Use diesel to heat up the water. <laughs> <laughs> So this one is starting to not work that well. Yeah. It's um, long, you know, it's just, it has issues. We ordered a new dishwasher. We uh, they came to deliver it. The guy comes in, great guy, mind you. Um, he comes in. He's very smart. He comes in just to make sure to measure it and everything. And he says, um, "Uh oh." I go, "What?" And he goes, um, "Huh?" And he starts trying to. He goes, "Yeah, I can't uh, install the the new one." No. I said, "Why?" He goes, um, "Well." Uh, in fact, I uh, I can't even get your old one out. What? So here's the thing. I got new countertops put on a couple months, six months ago. Okay. Standard yeah. countertops with the, with the with the lip on the end, which is all supposed to work. And it looks great. Your looks whole great. kitchen looks yeah, great. You talked nice. about it on the show, yeah. how you had your whole kitchen redone. Problem here is this. The actual counters in my in my home, you know, from the floor to the top of the counters. Okay are a uh, half inch shorter than they're supposed to be. Which means that when they put the countertops on, the countertops, they didn't make a mistake. Countertops are fine. But because they have a lip, the old, and it it went over the dishwasher, we can't scoot the dishwasher out. No. Because it's stuck underneath the counters. No. Yeah. So he said, okay, one thing we can do is we can saw the legs off of your old dishwasher and then like just saw the crap out of it and then get it out, take it, dismantle it underneath there. Okay. 
but then we can't get the new I'll one say, in. But how do you get the new one in? Yeah, You don't. So we have no idea what to do at this point. <laughs> that's, what? That's my story. My story is we have no way to get a dishwasher put in there at this point. And we can't figure out oh what the hell to do. Because a dishwasher, a dishwasher is always 34 inches high. They're 34 yeah, inches. Yeah, they're all standard, so they're they can just slide they're into 34 this. inches. You typically need about a quarter inch clearance to make sure for the padding and things like that. Okay. Um, Let me ask you this then. Would you have had, if you had known this before the new countertops, mm-hmm. would you have had them try to make some kind of, is, is it the framing that's too short or is it the actual counter top lip that is no the lip the lip is standard so the lip is fine so but but i mean if you were to pull so if you were to pull it out but i mean right now you're saying you can't pull out that dishwasher right so what is what is a half inch longer is it the lip of the countertop so yeah in theory yeah so in theory if the countertops are the correct height the counters themselves the wooden counters they're the correct height the lip wouldn't be a problem okay so now the lip is a problem though so in theory if I didn't have a lip on the counters, I'd be able to pull it out and put a new one in. What What are the countertops made out of? Uh, quartz. We'd have to we we have to lift off. We'd have to do like a whole reinstall of those countertops. Oh my god! Yeah, so we're just stuck now. There's an option which we think possibly might work. The problem is we don't know. We'd have to rip out the tile underneath and everywhere around it to hopefully get like an extra quarter inch. And then when we get the new dishwasher, put the tile back in. Saw those legs off, and see if we can then fit it under. You can't do that. Uh, we haven't. We we're stuck. This is where we're at. Well, this is the thing is because those legs, right? They have to. They have to. I mean, they still have a little bit. The legs are no. adjustable. Yeah. They have to level off that di- that dishwasher. Yeah. So we're so gonna, if uh, you saw legs off, how are you gonna <laughs> level the dishwasher? I don't know. But now we have a we have a we have a a, a broken dishwasher it's sitting in a. And there's no way they can modify that the company that put the countertops no. in can come in and somehow modify that. I mean, I guess spot. in theory, you but could would that look cut goofy? a chunk off of your counters, which is going to look really weird. It's <sighs> a nightmare. Yeah. Are you, I do, I'm speechless right now. I, I don't know. So we don't I don't know what to do. So that's it. Let's see. We measured. The guy was like really great. He was like, look, your counters are, your counters are solid. Everything's fine here. It's not the counters that are the, the countertops, not the problem. It's the actual counters. It's too short. The framing. The framing is too short. That they put the counter. Yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? How much is it to to? What, did you talk to the the company that put the countertops in? Could they do a Come reinstall? Come in and lift it up. I haven't yet. That might be the next bit. But I mean, you would have to do that. It's not going to be cheap. Though. I mean, imagine you have to come in, mm. unglue the counter, rip it off. Re- I mean, ugh, God, and those are giant quartz pieces. That's where I'm at. Welcome to home ownership, everybody. Yeah. And there's no other dishwasher. So there's one. No, we we looked up the um only one. This guy was smart. He said the shortest dishwashers you can get are LGs. They have the lowest adjustable legs. They can go okay. down to thirty three and five eighths, thirty three point six. But I mean, we only have thirty three point five is the only amount of space we have. So like, even if we, so that's the thing. We'd have to somehow adjust like maybe if we shave off part of the plastic leg and then squeeze it in but there's not going to be any like but then the quite say we squeeze it in and like we you know tilt it and get it up but then can the top open or is the top going to get stuck on the lip and we won't know until we s- dismantle our other dishwasher and 
I mean, I mean, you're probably looking at me. My jaw. I mean, my yeah. I'm just, my jaw is just wide open it's right crazy. now. I'm I'm in shock this right now. A, this is a oh god, my microphone, man. You know what? I'm realizing. What is it? I think. I hope it's not my mic that's broken. We've tried multiple cables. Um, you know what? You need you know you need to get one of these other mics. Did you try? Did you? Is that the same mic you always use, or is? Uh -oh. You know what? Maybe we need to, to uh, take a quick uh, commercial break here and uh, have you. Hey guys, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, as you said, <laughs> and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Syntex Homes. <laughs> <laughs> We're from our sponsor, Lennar Home. <laughs> oh, was it Lennar? Yeah. Oh. No, no, mine's a Syntex, but I'm saying, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Home. No, that's what I meant, from Syntex. Yeah, right? yeah, from Syntex. <laughs> what a POS. Oh, goodness. All right, we'll be right back. Imagine living on the surface of the sun. You don't have to imagine it, you're there! It's summer and Fresno's greatest escape room is open for business. Why sweat outside when you can pass out from heat exhaustion in our unventilated escape room? Try to solve our puzzles and turn on the air conditioning before you and your friends start convulsing. Don't let the summer heat stop you from having the adventures you desire. Going to the hospital could be an adventure. Yeah, and the funeral that happens later is an adventure that you don't get to see. Fresno's greatest escape room needs you! Because all of our other customers are, well, kinda dead. Located next to St. Agnes Hospital. Ambulances are standing by. Hey, yeah, we're back. You we know what? Back. Um, that was you, pretty good. That that commercial, I like yeah, that. Have you I'm been a, there? No, I haven't. You haven't been to that one because I'm still alive. So, so I, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on, um, I'm planning on heading over there this weekend. Really? Yeah, but I'm, I'm waiting for my uh, uh, life insurance to, to kick uh, in. To kick in. So does, does it as, cover escape rooms? Well, you know, I well it covers I think a heat stroke, and so. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. What about heat stroke from escape rooms? Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I went, ahead, I bought, heat I went ahead and bought a, a twenty million dollar uh, plan there. You go. there so. Well, that'll be good. That that way your family can get a new dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can get a new countertop yeah, installed get, with the correct height. Their, uh, with that money, they can finally sell this place. And, well, that's uh, the other thing too. You know, people don't realize going back to that other, going back to that uh, other topic. People don't realize how expensive it is to own a home. I mean, you know, I think people think you know it's so funny how home ownership is sold these days and it's sold by the banks, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, back in the day, it was really hard to get a home loan. <clears throat> this is before all the uh, fun mm -hmm. money oh, yeah. uh, was passed around back in the early uh, 2000s there. Funny money. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you had to really jump through a lot of hoops. And the reason, too, was because the uh, mortgages were backed by the bank. Right. So the bank itself backed the mortgages. And back, I can't remember what the law, I can, what, what was it? Do you remember offhand? I remember it was in the Clinton administration. What they did is they opened it up to where they could start bundling these mortgages together and selling them off. And oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Where, that's where the problem began. But when the, when the mortgages were, were backed by one bank, I mean, you literally had one bank that held your mortgage. The Dodd-Frank Act? Was that it, it was that it, the Dodd-Frank Act? I believe so. So you had one one bank that held your mortgage together. I mean, this was before the Dodd-Frank, and, and that was it. I mean, if you went and got a mortgage through B of A or yeah. Wells Fargo, they had your paper until you for 30 years until you paid the thing off, right? Yeah. And so that that's why we didn't have all this, this crazy, you know, 
but you know people that could qualify. So that's why it was very stable. It was a very stable market. It was a very good investment. Then they started that Dodd Frank, where it's like it's it's like basically gambling. It's a casino now, and yeah. they could bundle all these mortgages and sell them off to all. Yeah, these. and they bundle them not just mortgages. They bundle they can bundle school loans, student they can loans, bundle yeah. commercial loans. They bundle it car loans as everything, and then people buy and sell them as if you yeah. are um, you know investing in something. Yeah, yeah, and and so what what I'm getting at though is for the homeowner though is what this is, is creates a, a a market that like a false a fake market. Hundred percent. Because they had the big crash back yep. in two thousand seven eight, yeah. you know, around in there, and then uh, now it's it's like funny because we think that during COVID there'd be a lot of homes that uh, were foreclosed on, right? right? Because people, I mean, the just economy was terrible. People Should've. lost jobs, and but then all of a sudden, magically, nothing happened. nothing happened. Didn't make any so, sense. So I was like waiting. I was like, man, the market's gonna crash. Nothing. Well, what I'm getting at, though, is it kind of makes you think. You know, they're still selling that the American dream, buy a home, right. but at the same time, homeowner. Homeownership is very expensive. Yeah, you know, to own a home because you've got to take care. Of, like you say, you got to put a new counter. If your AC goes yeah. out, if if your plumbing goes out, you're paying for all that yourself. Yeah. And at the same time, though, you know, this is supposed to be an investment that you have, but yet if it's not if it's not built on a a, a very strong foundation, yeah. Right. I mean, then how do I know that you know, thirty years, my mortgage is going to be worth anything? It's very true. Yeah. So wait, are you are you you're you're starting to sound a little bit like a world economic forum. Are you trying to tell me that you don't want homeowners? <laughs> you would own nothing and I, enjoy it. Love it. I think I think what you're saying is, is home ownership is great. However, yes. we they have changed what home ownership really is. That's what I'm getting at. Because now we don't you. really own our home, even if you think you own it. Really, if you have this one of these crazy mortgages and everything, you're just at the mercy of banks collapsing. Yeah, and funny money well, and everything else, and, and yeah, exactly, and, and the whole system collapsing. Now, before right. you know, yes, I mean things are never completely stable. I mean they had yeah. the depression of the '30s and all that. And I, yeah, fine, but I mean, you know, for a long time, property was a very. I mean, I've always heard very solid investment. Right. People love it because you can, it's there's something only so tangible. Much. Yep. It's very tangible, and you it's can, the only thing that there's only uh, there's only so much. You but can't they, make more. Yeah, true. And then, but they've turned that into now. You know, this whole right. game with. I mean, the banks and stuff that it's made it very unstable. Yeah, uh, it's very, very true. Un, um, so no, I still think home ownership is the way to go, especially when you have you checked out rents lately Dude, too. It's insane. Yeah, right now, insane. I've I've got a uh, there, there's a, a guy that uh, uh, at my work that he is literally paying more for a, a one bedroom apartment than your mortgage than my mortgage is on yeah. my house and that's very common now I think and I'm like that is and you know I used to when I when I would see people do that you know that was back in the day when I was paying yeah you know like if somebody had a home and they were paying eight hundred dollars a month and that was this is way back in the days yeah. right and I was paying maybe three hundred right yeah. for rent on a single. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, it's like, well, a few hundred dollars, yeah, I'll get there and I'll make, you know, okay, yeah. and, okay. But that, that now, is, this is nuts. Now you're paying 2,500 bucks a month for an apartment, if not more. Yeah. Um, And you're like, wait a second, I could have a mortgage for. Well, could you though? That's the thing. Well, yeah, not, well, not anymore. Can yeah, you yeah. even get in a house now? No, not really. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's a new, a new track home is $600,000 in Fresno now. Insane. <laughs> Um, and they're still putting them up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's all the uh, it's the Bay Area people relocating. The so prices are skyrocketing. Well, here's the thing. You know, let me ask you this: What do you think on that? You know, they keep saying there's a housing crisis, housing crisis. Like we don't have enough houses, we don't have enough. And they're but they're putting up apartment complexes yeah. like crazy. Every empty space, I, I see more apartments going up now than houses. Yeah. So is there really a crisis? What's going on here? I don't understand what they're talking or are about. They, are, are we going to end up being like these uh, abandoned cities in China where they just build these huge cities and nobody's in them? 
Yeah, they say we are short three point uh, three point eight million housing units. Now, uh, that's not true. The California housing shortage. Um, California, we're short three to four million housing units in California. What are they basing that on? Just BS. Who knows? Experts say the what housing experts? crisis. So I don't think that's a real thing. I think that there is. Um, I mean, a housing. Cri- no, because here's the thing. That that's an. You know how many houses? Where did everybody live before they moved to like Fresno? There's not a housing crisis. Now there might they might say there's an affordable housing crisis. Mm, they might yeah. say there's, but people are moving from one house to another. It means their other house is still there. Now yeah. there might be a nice house. Like they crisis. tear down the house, right? You know, in the old days, that's what the pioneers did. Oh yeah, they would they would actually in the old days when they moved from one area to another. We're talking like you know they would have big trips, right? We're not sure. talking. We're talking like from state to state type of thing. They would burn down their house. Ah, you know why? No, tell me. Because they would burn down their house, you would think, well, why? Because they don't want people living in it? Well, no. The reason they would burn it down is because then they would go in after it burned and collect the nails because nails were so expensive. Oh, smart. You got to understand, you couldn't, it's not like, they didn't have mass production back then. I mean, literally, they had to make, you know, each nail, right? Yeah. So you paid a lot. I mean, that was a, I mean, it was a very high price for nails. So you'd go in, they would collect all the nails after the house had burned down and then carry them to the next place, and that's what they would use to build the new house. That's interesting, because nails, if you think about it, uh, first of all, the metal is expensive, and you had yeah. to have somebody making them by hand. You had blacksmiths yeah. making these things. Uh, I'll tell oh, you yeah, why. Sure. Why they The housing crisis is just fake. I'll tell you why. It's because they can blame everything on it. California housing shortage triggers a cycle of despair. They're saying that the reason that we have the housing crisis, according to CaliforniaMatters.org, is the reason we have high housing crisis, the worst poverty, and the highest level of homelessness. It's, it's a way to blame. Oh, it's because Gavin Newsom, for instance, says the housing crisis is because we have homelessness. And no, no, it's because our, it's our socioeconomic division between those who can enjoy California's match, matchless scenic and cultural wonders and its powerful economy. Is be, and those who struggle to survive is because of the housing crisis. Mm. That's, that's like, it's an excuse. It's an excuse, what it yeah. Is. It's a way to say, oh, it's not my fault. It's the housing crisis. It's, it's not my policies, my terrible policies. Right. Yeah. And the housing crisis, this is from, of course, Wikipedia. Let's find the actual link here. They have been saying that we're in a housing crisis since, um, let me see here. An ongoing one? Uh, the 70s. <laughs> really? what it says. Does it say yeah, that? It does. It says that. There we go. Um, here it is. This is from the um, how, California's housing costs. Um, uh, let me see here. And LA housing oh, in California has been more expensive than most of the country. Beginning in about 1970, our housing crisis began. Wow. And this is from a report, legislative analyst office. So the lao.gov. I'll post that in the show notes. You can, you can download go. the PDF here in the show notes. The report. That. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what they've, they've been saying it since the uh, 70s. One crisis after another. Always, man. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that, it's kind of like, it's like a Hegelian. Uh, dialectic. Well, the Hegelian dialectic, but it's rolled into uh, the Klaus Schwab. Oh, yeah. Uh, Soros, you know, philosophy of you uh, will own nothing and you will enjoy it. It's just the worst. Um, let me see here. I'll say, uh, the subject is. Um, housing crisis since the 
the 70s. Putting some show notes okay. in there. That way you guys can get that PDF there in the um, show notes. Oh, there you go. Look. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. There's so much BS. Um, let's move on. Let's move on a little bit Yeah, here. sure. Go ahead. Let's, um, let's see what else we got on our housing crisis. Going to get into some local news. Oh, oh speaking of, listen, before we get off of housing, uh, yeah. since we're on it, let's transition to... Uh, Clovis, what's going on in Clovis? It's the best place to do what in Clovis? It's right. It's the best place to uh, live Whoa, in Clovis. Clovis. Can you imagine? Congratulations, Clovis. Oh, my goodness. So, according to yes. the... Uh, li- according to... <laughs> according to who? <laughs> to livability.com. I don't know what Are these this- just places that make their own? I mean, it's just companies that just... I would love just- to look this up. Livability. Livability. Clovis. Yeah, livability... Let's see if this is a real... I can't even find... Oh, here we go. Moving to clo- livability.com. So is this just some website that wants... Is clickbait website stuff? It's got to be. Yeah. It says the top 100 best places to live in the U.S. in 2023. I guarantee you it's just... Um, they have this for every city. They have like five. They have like fifty different Clovises li- yeah. listed. One's the in New Mexico. The top one hundred blessed places, best place to live in the blessed. U.S. Blessed, <laughs> it's blessed, baby. The blessed place to um, live. For ten years now, we have done blah 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 blah. How we choose our cities. We've partnered with the Applied Geographic Solutions, the AGS, oh to select our top one hundred best places to live. Together, we curated our cities based on nearly one hundred data points and an algorithm, taking into account a measure of a city's economy, housing, cost of living. Amenities, transportation, environment, safety, education, and health. <laughs> um, you can check out their top 100 methodology. Oops, we can look at that really quick. They look at the economy, housing, employment opportunity, okay. average vehicles per household, population density, air quality, crime rates, education, life expectancy, hospital, um, et, cetera, et, cetera, and they, et cetera. And they still pick Clovis? And they say that Clovis <laughs> is in the top. 100 places to live. Congratulations. Unless, you know what they didn't factor in, though? People who own chickens. Oh, my God. Unless you own chickens. chickens, It's not a favorable environment. They they don't want you. (laughs) They say some quick facts here. The walking score is uh, (laughs) 614,218. I'm just like, what does that even mean? They don't tell you. They say the median home value is three hundred eighty-three thousand. Would you? I'd agree with that. I guess, huh? Well, has it gone up? Maybe it's what four fifty now. It's gotta be medium. Yeah, median, yeah. Median, medium. Um, medium. Population one hundred twenty-one thousand. See, they're not take. They're just. But look, if you keep doing, they're literally taking into account only the Clovis city. Yeah. Not. I mean, and keep in mind, people in Fresno, Clovis area, we think about Clovis going from like, you know. Um, I mean, Clovis is... Like to the foot, like basically stretching all the way to foothills yeah. from uh, maybe Willow exactly. and, and Knees. Their and, Clovis know. is city limits. They stop yeah. before DeWolf, um, before Shields. Mm. So it's literally like Tarpy Village. Blackbeards isn't even in part of it. It's Tarpy wow. Village to... Um, all the way up to Shepherd. Shepherd. That's yeah. it. Buchanan High School is the end of it. And to Harlan Ranch. Oh, oh, they got Harlan Ranch in there because, you know. Yeah. But actually, no, it's not. Look at Harlan Ranch. Isn't, oh, yeah, it is. No, it is in there. It they is they in needed there. they needed those statistics. So That's they, right. Yep, you're right. But the, the, is, is that literally the 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 city? Is that a map they drew or is uh, that the city? I think that's the city because look, let That's me see where city. my house is. I am on. Are you in the city limits? No, technically, I'm in Fresno. No, you actually, you know what? At, oh, yeah, this is the right one because look, this makes sense. 
Because Let's see, I live, I live on. Uh, Don't tell people where you live. Right here. <laughs> so My look, address is yeah. one, two, three, four. Yeah, no, this is right because I live right uh, here. So okay. there's my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. And literally... We're looking at a map, folks. Looking, looking at, at a map. map. And so th this is my house right here. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Before you get to this street, right, if I walk out my door and walk maybe 20 steps, I'm in Clovis. You're in Clovis, yeah. But I'm in Fresno right now. That is so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I would expect this to be Clovis. Yeah, should be. Yeah. But it's not. So are you not? Are you in Clovis school systems out here? I'm in, I, I pay Clovis taxes. Okay. But I don't get the Clovis amenities. I get the Fresno. Like I get the one trash day instead of the two trash days. They have two trash days in Clovis. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I Clovis. don't live in Clovis. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Oh, you're one of the poor people like me. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But I do get. Yeah, I, I am. I am in an area where I can get into Clovis schools. But yeah, I just I'm don't in Clovis get schools. But we don't school get district. Other, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how I am. Yeah, we don't get. So a, I don't know if I agree with that. No, so they actually. That's all they say. They don't give you any other information. It just is. Um, there's no other information. Well, you know, I mean, people always thought, too, the other thing was that people always thought, you know, Clovis was a very conservative area, um, and that's what I kind of thought, too, until they uh, basically threw out people's chickens out in the street. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. like, what? You can't have chickens in Clovis? No, it City. used to be It used to be uh, somewhat uh, conservative, but, you know, the Valley used to be conservative. Now we're essentially a blue blop within blue California. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're basically just a, a mini L.A. San Francisco. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Oh, hey, yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say you had. You know, you kind of brought up an interesting thing. I don't know if you want to jump into kind of to switch gears here. Um, the uh, you were talking about the uh, what was it? The something summit. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, we can get into that, but let me do the. Do oh want, yeah, sure. Go do ahead. you want to talk about this home really quick? Is this something that you want to talk about? The crave, crave? Sure, we we can throw it. Well, might as well. We're doing homes, right? Exactly. We I figured we'd talk about <laughs> we might homes. As well, throw the homes in there. Well, this is a kind of interesting story that uh, I think who was it? A GB Wire had. Um, actually, uh, it's kind of cool. My wife uh, uh, had uh, brought this to my attention. There was a, there's an older home. I don't know if a lot of people here in the Fresno area, if you're familiar, you should probably should be. This, there's this one home, and it's an old abandoned home. It's a brick home. It's off there off of Palm, and it's I think it's just north of Sierra. Uh, if you're driving north, it'd be on your uh, left-hand side. It's kind of sat back, and it's, and it's a complete brick home. I've seen it for years, for years, and this place has been abandoned. I always thought, man, that'd be such a cool house to redo and, uh, um, you know, and, and live in, actually. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it had such a, a story history, though. Um, but apparently, uh, there's a local developer who actually has bought the home. It went through many, many uh, different uh, uh, hands through the years. Luckily, it hadn't got demolished. And I think they're trying to put it, or they did put it on the uh, uh, historical register. But uh, this home, like I said, is completely made out of bricks. And it seems like this local developer is actually going to redo the home, probably turn it, I think he's going to turn it office space or something. But of course, you know, local developer, he's going to put apartments behind it. Wah, wah, wah. But anyway, this home has an interesting history. It was, uh, it's actually called the uh, Craycroft home. I love that. It sounds like an old, like, um, something from a movie. Yeah. Like the Craycroft yeah. home. Well, and it's, it, it, is, it sounds like, I think uh, if you scroll up, in the, is it Frank, the Frank uh, J. Craycroft? Frank J. Craycroft, heir um, to the Craycroft Brick Company. Now, his, his father was named Columbus, and, and apparently um, he had uh, moved here, I think, in the 1800s and um, started at some point. He was a contractor, 1886, yeah. Uh, came to Fresno in 1886. He worked as a contractor, it says here. And um, then he opened up a uh, uh, brick-making company. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and his whole thing was that his bricks were made of a quality that in the, uh, you know, valley heat that would withstand the valley heat, it wouldn't break down. That's what I'm reading. I think that's really cool that even local realtors now, it says local realtors know that they distinguish a good home because if a brick has the Craycroft name, name, yeah, they know that the bricks are larger and hold up better to valley weather. Well, yeah. That's really cool. Well, and it says that the uh, bricks from his company went into the uh, Fresno Water Tower. Wow. Manchester Center, which is soon to be known as Alameda. Yes. <laughs> from the book, a uh, friend of uh, the show. Uh, wow. Cock- uh, Stephen Cochran. Jay Cochran. Um, yeah. Some of the, there's a Fresno State Student Union building, some of the buildings there. Uh, the old Fresno Courthouse, that's no longer standing, though, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. So this guy, uh, Columbus Craig, Croft built this house in, and completed it in 1927. Unfortunately, he had passed uh, two years later. Okay. But, he, but he built this house, I guess, as kind of a flagship to show that, you know, this is, you know, it was an advertisement. Yeah. That, you know, my bricks, look at this. Here my bricks can build this whole house. The, the inter- other interesting thing, though, too, about this uh, uh, house, or, or I guess about the father, Columbus, is that apparently he fell off a roof. That's how he passed away. Then there was also some rumor that, he was possibly shot by an employee, and that's why he fell off the roof. Oh my gosh! By a disgruntled employee, and then the family has come out and said, "Well, yes, but the gunshot wound didn't actually kill him; it was the fall." So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, question though: This so, is crazy. This is did crazy he fall, drama. Did he fall off the roof of this Craycroft home? I don't know. They don't specify. It just says he fell off a roof. Goodness yeah. Goodness me. No, I think the home was completed, and he had died two years later. Gotcha. Okay. So he had already, yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, it is, you know, I kind of love this because I, I love this in the sense of that. I love preserving Valley history and, and a lot of these older homes and stuff, you know, instead of them just being demolished for all the modern nonsense, you know, they're actually preserved. And, and I love it. I mean, we're looking at pictures right now. You can go yeah. on the uh, GV wire and you have it in the show notes. Yeah, go to the show notes. We got links there for you. And you could see pictures of this home um, from back in the day. And I'm not sure. Is that who is that? Is that Frank? Uh, it says Craycroft Home. They have a person say, standing yeah. out in front of it, but it may be Columbus, the father. And then Frank uh, obviously inherited the business the after crazy, his father. I don't know. The craziest thing is this photo was only taken last year, and that's the ghost no. of Columbus <laughs> Craycroft. <laughs> yeah. We need to send, that's who we need to send in there is those ghost yeah, hunters. Right. Those ghost, ghost hunter guys to see if he could, uh, they could talk to that guy. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. He wants to do, uh, he wants to restore it back with the, with the photos back to the original uh, look and uh, yeah, very very interesting. Um, yeah. There was a nice two garage behind it. They said that it didn't. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't built as well as the house, and it didn't survive. It's been torn down. But um, but yeah, that is very cool. I don't know what do you. I, I love that man. I love when they when they preserve historic buildings and they don't say bitwise on them. I know. I love great. <laughs> you know what's a bummer is this. Um, the studio apartments behind it. They're building. Well, it says that. When he was the same guy, I guess, restored the um, PG&E building. Yeah. Um, now it's at the Jeffrey Scott agencies there. Is that they restoring it? They, of course, it, oh, this building needs to. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. He restored that. And same thing he's doing with this building is uh, because he's restoring it, the county is making them reinforce it for earthquake standards. Yeah. Which means they have to, like, change the whole exterior of the house. So instead. He's working with this guy, Paul Halasian Architects and BSE Engineering, where they're actually designing straps inside the house mm. that won't be seen from the outside. Won't be seen that reinforce it. 
That's a cool idea. Like, I'm not going to ruin the house, but we're going to put straps all over it. Well, the, what cracks me up is that this house has stood for how long? Exactly. Through how many how many earthquakes at the valley? I mean, we don't we don't really feel them here. Not like right. L. A. or it's San Francisco. It's been here for 110 years, and the city's like, oh, you want to you want to make it better? You got to put some uh, reinforcements. <laughs> you got to put yeah. This thing's already stood the test of time, but as let's if, reinforce it. As if if we uh, redid the outside, as if it would last longer. Yeah, you know, if we redid the outside, the first earthquake we got, that house would fall apart. And this one's like, no, 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 we're we're good. Well, and then yeah, exactly. So well, it, it, it probably the retrofitting is going to weaken it. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Well, that's really cool. I like yeah, so that. that was kind of a cool little story. Uh, thanks to my wife for bringing that to our attention. You know, because we always would drive by that house. And I see that place, and I'm like, man, that would be such a cool place, you know. And I always wanted to go inside and look at it, and and uh, you know, I think that you know what what they really should do. And and I know there's a lot of museums, and I don't even know. I think you know why not just turn it into like a museum or something? You can yeah. walk through it, maybe maybe have a, a, a turn into a museum where it, it celebrates you know all the local contractors mm. and developers and architects over right. you know and have over and time. have yeah over time and just kind of a walkthrough thing. You know, and you could really get a good history of, like you were talking about the Wath and Castanos. You know, yeah. th- those homes around this area that has a big history. They they have oh, yeah. homes all over, all everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Fresno, you know, and Clovis. I mean, those homes. You know, that was the big developer that back was it. then. Yeah, and, most of those really nice cabins up there near Shaver on the water. Those are all Wath and Castanos. Really? So, are yeah. they? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Why they they should? Why not just turn it into that? You know, yeah. well, because I don't know office space. Nobody's working from the office anymore. Everybody's working from home anyway. Right. But uh, so maybe just another idea thrown in there. I like that. No, it's a cool story. It's neat. Yeah. Um, the Craycroft home. So, so if you're ever in that area, ch- look for it. It's, yeah. it's covered by fence and, uh, you know, they got cyclone fence around and stuff. It's hard to miss, but it's a beautiful home. It's kind of, it's weird because it's kind of sitting there and there already are. What's strange about it is I don't know how much land is behind it. Now they say they want to put these studio apartments behind it. Yeah, six apartments. But there's already like a bunch of apartments and, and other things on, around it. It says it's on one acre, so it's not that much land. Yeah. Not that much land. It's going to be some small apartments, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more. Do a, two more little quick stories about uh, Clovis area. I think this is kind of a sad story. So, first of all, I didn't know. Have you heard of Monkey Dog Coffee? No. I don't know about them either. They're a, a Clovis um, coffee company, Monkey, Monkey Dog Coffee. Apparently, they started in 2017 as Blackstone Avenue Coffee. Huh. Um, and in 2021, they opened this. It's at West Ashland Avenue in Clovis, Honestly, I don't even know where that is. Let me do a quick search so we can talk about this. So they said that originally they were on Blackstone Avenue. Yeah, they're on um, Ashland, oh, near the uh, Winco. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, they're right next to that FedEx uh, shipping yeah, by, like, center. Yeah, like the rallies right before. Uh, Isn't there a Costco over there, too? The old Costco. That's right. Is that's not even? Oh, that's not even there anymore. That's right. It's the Ashland Villa, essentially. Now it's the uh, the old Costco is now the social work. um, Is that what it is? They turned it into that Department of Social Work. Oh my god. So, uh, anyways, this um, they've been here, I guess, for a little bit. Monkey Dog Coffee, um, and they were called Blackstone Coffee. They moved shops. They're no longer on Blackstone. They called it Monkey Dog, uh, which is a combination of nicknames he and his wife call their kids. Anyways, um, you know, there is certain rules about, like, when you have a certain type of company, you can't really start another similar company. You have to kind of get it approved by the city. Well, the city has approved opening a um, Starbucks 
Um, That's 400 feet away. Less than 400 feet away yeah. that, from Monkey Dog Coffee. Now, originally it said, did it say 700? Where, where, when you were scrolling, uh, scroll down, I think it said that, what, what's the it original? Says, according to the planning commission, a public yeah. notice about the planning application was sent to the property owners within 700 feet of the property boundaries. City staff has not received any inquiries prior to the finalization. However, now it is less than 400 feet away, apparently. I don't really understand that. Um well, it's because Starbucks has the money. I mean, they're they got the Oh, it's actually exactly 325 feet <laughs> oh away. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that it, really, it's going to be located at the former side of the Costco gas station. Yeah. Or uh that this is where the Starbucks will be. So that's kind of a, I think that's a that really sucks, you know. I think that's when you have I think this is the kind of thing that Clovis that cities, especially Clovis, um really should be smart about. It's like, look, if you want your city to be a thriving city and you say buy local, and that's our yeah. thing, then you should help support the local companies. Exactly. You shouldn't say, oh, you know what? Starbucks is going to pay us some money. Great. Screw you. Like what happens is you become just any other city. Like what makes a city, when you travel, what makes a city fun is the local spots. Mm. Like you don't go to a city, you're traveling and, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not going to go to the Applebee's. You're going to yeah. ideally find this cool local place, and you're going to find a local coffee shop, a local bookstore, a local whatever. And we're just slowly ruining that here. So we well, have I, this. I think that mindset, what you're talking about, though, that mindset is drifting away, though. Because, oh, you know, right. people, because what happens is that these companies, these corporations get people locked into whatever, like Starbucks, right? Oh, I've got money on my Starbucks card. You know, where's the, where's the nearest Starbucks? Right. So people in the, in, are, like you're saying, venturing in the, in the new town, they're going to the local Starbucks. It just really kill. And they, they asked City of Clovis. But you're right. City of Clovis' official words when saying, Okay, here we hey, go. how are you about, you know, you're essentially going to put this local family out of business. Yeah. And this local company, they do, um, they're raising money. This is, look at this. They raise money. They host cars and coffee every Saturday mm. um, to back the community. They do Pharaohs of Clovis Car Club from 8 to 10. And they funnel all money to um, a local family to help pay for medical bills. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they have like, a story in here. There was a person with a, a young child with leukemia. Yeah, Tristan Graham, eight-year-old, is a young child in Clovis battling leukemia for the second time. Um, he's at Stanford for a bone marrow transplant. Monkey Dog has been raising money for them. I mean, how cool is that? they donated 1600 was the so latest. Far. Like wow. and, then, and you know what Clovis? Do you think Starbucks is going to donate to this not kid at to help, all to help him? No, no. Starbucks is going to put up a. Uh, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm going to be careful. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, anyways, Clovis says we welcome all businesses. Oh, here we go. Appreciate and support all businesses who choose to locate here, um, regardless of size. We are, they are the backbone of the community, providing jobs for residents and contributing to the local economy. No, 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 no. Wrong. No. So, anyways, that really, that actually really. That really upsets me. Like, yeah. when, when Clovis is all about, you know, apparently buy local, support, support. What Clovis needs to say is, hey, Starbucks, sorry, we have a coffee shop there. Yeah. You can go, you know, elsewhere, find another spot. And then what they can say is, oh, hey, um, monkey dog, you know, we're going to help you by possibly lowering your, we want you to be successful. So let's maybe give you a tax cut for the first, for the next three years. So you can be successful here and actually grow a better business, and be competitive and create something awesome. Yeah. That's what the city should do. So what's going to happen is now they're going to have this competition where they can't fight the, uh, the big corporate monster, and, ascend, and, and, and the worst thing could happen, right? Oh, yeah. yeah why, why, why don't they? Here's the thing. Here's, okay, then if Clovis wants to do that, why don't they stick a Starbucks 
right there on uh, uh, right there in the middle of Old Town Clovis. Right. That's a good point. No, they won't do that, would they? Well, you know, because they want to. They want to. Sorry, I mean, I'm just. My opinion is they want to. They want to keep this idea that they have the small town appeal. Exactly. They want. We're the small town people. They want to keep that little image. But but you know the the, rest of Clovis. The rest of Clovis. Yeah, screw you. We're gonna go for the money. And then and then the you know and then politicians can turn around and say, guess what? We provided fifty other jobs from Starbucks. But guess but and in the meantime. You know, they're not going to talk about all the other businesses and people that lost their jobs, you know. Oh, right. And who's to say that, you know, I don't know anything about this monkey dog, but who's to say that these uh, local employers don't treat their employees better than a corporate system would? Because right. people that don't, that can't work at certain places that shut down because mm-hmm. corporations come in, now they got to go work for the corporation. 100%. and they got to. So anyways, so, you know what? You know uh, what? Here's support what Monkey Dog. Yes, do that. Support Monkey Dog. Here's what I think we need to do. We need to have a segment on here. I'm just going to propose this, and then yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll fill it out as it goes. I think we need to have a segment. It's called uh, uh, the Jack Wagon of the Week. Oh, I like that. Uh, where we talk about that. And and I think uh, City of Clovis, you guys are, are definitely uh, the Jack Wagons of the Week. Jack Wagon of the Week. <laughs> uh uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is so sad. City of Clovis, man, you really make me upset. You, you do not. Uh, is it Jack Wagon hyphenated? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought it out that much. <laughs> I think so. I think it's a hyphenated word. That is uh, terrible. Yes, please, people, go support Monkey Dog. Yeah, I'm gonna go there today. I'm gonna go there after. Awesome. This. Awesome. Uh, Jack Wagon of the week, Clovis, California. Um, one more here. Speaking of. Um, uh, local stuff here. Did you guys know that the largest Costco in the United States is coming to Fresno? I didn't know it was the largest. Yeah, the largest in the is that, world. Is that the one they're going to build over by uh, uh, 99 and uh, yeah. Herndon? Yeah, it's going to have a uh, drive through car wash, 32 gas pumps, 889 parking spaces. Um, and instead of the standard size of a Costco, which is a 140,000 square feet, this will be 241,000 square feet. Wow. Now, they do say that 47,000 square feet is reserved for e-commerce fulfillment. So they're going to be doing, essentially, they're building what a bigger. That? So all the, um, when you go to Costco.com and you purchase, so 47,000 is just going to be a warehouse of stuff so people can buy it and ship it. It's going to oh, be a shipping okay. center. Oh, a shipping center. Yeah, That's so, why. But okay. it's still, the shopping area is still going to be almost 50,000 square feet bigger than even a normal Costco. So, wow. um, and to put that in perspective, the old, the um, old Costco in Clovis was, and I, I'm trying to remember. I saw this the other day. Was I think a hundred thousand square feet? Um, You're this, talking about the one that they shut down. When on they Africa? shut down, the new one is a hundred and forty thousand square feet. Okay. This is two hundred and forty-one thousand. That is nuts. It's going to be massive. But they do have a car wash included with that. Now, so that no, takes that, up more that doesn't include the warehouse. That's just the warehouse itself. That's, that's just not the, the car, warehouse. Car wash? Yeah, that's the warehouse. So it's going to be on a twenty-two point four acre lot. Wow, it's huge. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of interesting because that area, you know, they built up some houses, and this is right across from um, uh, that new Target, and there's a new cinema right there. Um, I'm not sure what corner they're building it on. There, there's two corners that are open. There's one that's by the golf course out there. Okay. There's a golf course out there, and then uh, uh, and then there's the, the other one that's right across from Target, that lot that's open. So I'm not sure which one they're they're building it on. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't know, man. What, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I don't have any thoughts on you it. You don't have any thoughts? <laughs> about what, just being a giant Costco? 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm just, it's just kind of like, you know, I listen, I go to Costco all the time. I love Costco. Um, but it's just getting crazy. I mean, it's just like, we're just basically, it's like Target, Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club. Yeah. That's where you have to shop. That's yeah. it. There is, um, there are no more. We had to go get some shoes for our, our girl. We realized there's no more baby stores. There's only one Carter's. Mm. Like there used to be dedicated baby stores. Like there's yeah. no dedicated stores anymore. I mean, it sucks. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's tough. It's one of those things where you go, okay, like dedicated stores, old local stores, um, were more expensive than Amazon, Walmart, et cetera. Like they were, you go to a local store, it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so really a lot of it is like, we're angry about it. Like, you know, it's really a bummer. It's like, oh man. However, if we're honest with ourselves, the majority of us for the last at least five years, maybe 10 years, have gone to stores and then gone online and purchased the item. Sure. So yeah. like we don't, in theory, we're like, oh, this sucks. But in real life, yeah. we're just upset that those stores don't exist because we can't browse things. Well, yes, yes. I mean, what, what do you do though? You know, as a consumer, I mean, you're always gonna, they, they have you hooked in. You, you're gonna go for the lower price. Of course. Right, so what, what do you do? Nothing. I mean, that's the thing. That's our fault. We, we think, want that. Let me ask you this. You, do you think that there's going to be a, a boomerang effect at some point, though, that, you know, these stores are just going to get way too too big? I mean, listen, we're already seeing, actually, this is kind of hitting the studios, right? I mean, you got Disney, yeah. and you've got Warner Brothers, and we're seeing that a lot of these places, especially with the streaming and stuff. I know it's a little off topic, but with the streaming and stuff, these places have gotten so big, so massive. My point is that they're kind of um, imploding, right? Yeah. So... Do you, do you think that at some point, like some of these stores, that it might they might actually implode? There might be a dry up somehow of, of the market somewhere, and it's going to go back to mom and pop at some point. Uh, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think it's too late. Um, really? I think people are going to try, but it's so expensive now to start a business. It's too hard. Mm. It really is. It's very hard to be a mom and pop business. Um I, I do some uh, consulting for small companies on the side, and I was just working with somebody who is starting uh, a small cottage food industry. Okay. And, you know, they're at the point where they can't make it themselves. In cottage food industry, you can apply for a cottage license, which means you can make things out of your home or a small commercial kitchen without having to get inspected and all that sort of stuff. So you yeah. can kind of bypass certain things. Um. And they're at the point where they went from, you know, being able to make it in their kitchen or a small commercial kitchen to now they need to make, you know, uh, instead of making like 300 pounds of product, they need to make 1,000 pounds, mm. which, you know, you go to a, you come to a company like our production facility, that's like nothing. And we're okay. not Hershey, right? Yeah. We're a, so you literally, there, it, there used to be smaller companies out there where I could say, hey, go to this place, they can do 1,000 pounds for you. There's no, like, at this point, this person has no way to expand their business because mm. there are no small companies. Like I explained, like, look, here's this. I found one company that might be willing to do it, but there's quite a bit of work that you have to do to make it happen. Because you know, there's regulations. There's and also like it's not just hey, can you make my product? It's hey, can you do my nutritional facts? Can you do my legal packaging? Can you order mm. the stuff correctly? Um, and then you go, well, can I order the packaging? You know, small quantities. Well, not from America anymore. Not from some small people. To get it at a decent cost, you'll be ordering it overseas, in which case you have to order sixty thousand of these bags. Yeah. So really a small business, it's mm. it's hard. So imagine being a small mom and pop store. Same sort of thing. Like you're gonna have to get inventory. It's expensive. 
You're going to have to work with a distributor, expensive. You're going to have to convince people to come to your store, expensive. You're going to have to advertise, expensive. You're going to have to do all of these things. Then you're going to have to be convenient, uh, expensive. You're going to be using like DoorDash or somebody to deliver your goods, giving them a big chunk of your money, expensive. You're going to have to buy rent, which is insane, expensive. You're going to, I mean, it's just every (laughs) single, you're going to have to get an employee. An employee now is, you can't just get a high school kid. A high school kid's $19 an hour, plus you're paying insurance and everything like that. Your true costs are probably $35 an hour after you do everything. Wow. Expensive. Like, it's very, you can't just start a business anymore. Mm. You can't. So a lot of people started doing those, like, home businesses on Facebook during COVID. That was a big thing. But they're all getting shut down. They're getting, you know, cities are cracking down on them. I mean, the government shut shut them down. Because remember, you'd buy stuff and you'd do it via Venmo. Yeah. Then they said, wait a second, all of these small businesses have opened up on social media and they're all collecting money via Cash App and Venmo and everything. Well, we can't have that. Now we're going to make sure that anybody who makes $600, we're going to audit. And then we're going to say, it looks like you have a business. Did you get a business license? Did you pay your business taxes? Did you do this? Did you do that? So Everybody got scared. So even, even starting a side company to sell cookies out of your house, better not sell too many. You know, if you're selling a, a dozen uh, for twenty bucks, you better not you better not sell more than uh, you know a couple hundred a couple hundred dozen, or you're going to jail for not paying your business taxes. Mm. So like, it's very very hard. So I think in theory they've got the whole system captured. Yeah, I think yes. Yeah, ultimately, it, I think there is a possibility, but in order for that to happen, a lot of things are going to have to. Well, the governments would have to collapse. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of things are going to have to collapse. Because I would I like think. to say that mom and pop stores, like I think there's definitely a, a, a want. I think consumers want to do that. I can feel that. Right? I can yeah. feel the, the very fact that you're asking the question means you're feeling it. People are feeling yeah. it. Well, here's the deal. You know, I'm, I'm shopping on Amazon, man, and I'm almost sometimes sick to my stomach. I'm yeah. just like, you know, I'm just sick of Amazon. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, they do have the great deals. You do get the item right, you know, at your yeah. door. At some point, I'm just like, Man, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm just sick of it. You know, it's. I don't know how else to explain it. Also, it. I mean, it takes away, and it's silly. It's like, oh, it's so much easier, but it's also one more way for people not to leave their house. You have less interaction. Yeah, like everything. And you go to a store, and people are terrible to like the checkout clerks. Oh yeah, they're terrible. I'm like, oh my god, what is wrong? This used to not happen. People are terrible inside of. A they store don't. Know, they don't know how to react yeah. with people. They're angry. Like, oh, I scanned something wrong, and they're like, oh my god, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, geez, person, like, yeah. But it's, you know, that we're at the point where, yes, I think we want that small mom and pop local. However, it's, it's rigged. I do not I do not think it's possible unless there's a big collapse because they've made it too and, hard. And, and, just, and to go back to another point you made, I mean, a, a big part of that was that $600. And that was thanks to uh, uh, old Uncle Joe. Oh, yeah. In the White House. He did that immediately when he came in, remember? Immediately. Took it down from, what was it? Used to make, be able to make, what, 10000 a year without uh, reporting a year, yeah, on yep. the side. Yep. And then all of a sudden he took it down to 600. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, that, that just, I, you're, I think you're right. Uh, un- unfortunately, I mean, you know, it's, it's sad that, to see that go away. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's hard. It's, you know, I mean, I mean, look at this. Perfect, perfect. We just talked about a story. This family, Monkey Dog Coffee. Yeah. What did they do? They opened up a small business. And they are, they are doing, they're succeeding, and what's happening? The very city that said we support you 
is saying, hey, by the way, we're going to put a national chain next to you who's going to crush you. Yeah. They're going to sell coffee for cheaper. They're going to have a drive through. They're going to be They've faster. They've already got the marketing, the brand. They're going to have the marketing. They're going to have, and they're going to crush you. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, and Starbucks doesn't even have to make money because they'll subsidize it for a couple of years. And they'll make sure that that company does well and succeeds. So you're not there anymore. Like they will do that. <sighs> hmm. I mean, I think, I, think, I think there will be, there has to be something that comes out of this because, right, every time, that's just kind of the law of, of, of uh, the uh, universe, right? Every yeah. time you put so much pressure on, on certain things, there's always little things that squeeze out on the sides, yeah. right? Something will happen, but I don't know when or what that is or no, what that I, even looks like. Like, in theory, I think people might go back to like, bartering trading goods because i was gonna think i was thinking that too earlier i was thinking yeah in the 70s you know it's funny in the 70s yeah. it went that way because you know we had basically the collapse of the money in the yeah. 70s uh the inflation was crazy in the 70s yeah. um and that's what the big talk was go back to bartering go back Cigarettes, to bartering i i read a i read a uh, i think i've talked about this before i forget his name but i read a story about a guy who ended up becoming um very wealthy during the 70s and his thing hmm. was he saw it coming and he literally stocked up on cigarettes and ammo. Really? He sold everything he had, bought cigarettes and ammo, and then would barter and trade but and see, sell. And he came out like a millionaire. But see, they've already, they've already, they've already captured that because remember, the same thing happened with COVID, and you had guys that had uh, garages full of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, and they Sued came him and in put him into prison. Yeah, they, they put them into prison. Yeah, but it was okay if Amazon charged you. Right. An arm and a leg for hand sanitizer, 100%. but this guy that's charging you an arm and a leg—if you want to buy it, you didn't have to buy it. Yeah. You're not forced to buy it from yeah, that this guy. That guy went and bought sanitizer from a bunch of Dollar Tree stores, saw it coming, and yeah. what they do? They ruined his life. They ruined his life. They threw him in jail, and they stole all of his stuff. Do you remember that? They yeah. also took yeah. all the stuff and then yeah. sold it themselves. And what? What did they? What did they? The they, they uh, there's a law. What is that law about the uh, some kind of consumer? Um, they, they got him on some kind of consumer overpricing thing. I can't remember what it's called. But it's okay for Walmart. It's okay for Target to do oh, right. it. It's okay for, price for Amazon. Laws, price like, gouging. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a price gouging. Some kind of price gouging laws. It, it's okay for all those guys to do it, but uh, all those corporations do it. But, you know, you have some guy that's trying to, you know, and people can be pissed at the one guy that had it in his garage. But, I mean, yeah, he, he was trying to, you know, he, he, the system is in place. Yeah, I mean, he, he sees it coming. He sees what's happening. He's like, okay, I'll buy it now cheap, mm -hmm. and I'll sell it for more later. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what happened. And honestly... Can let me ask you this? Can they throw that at going back to homes? Yeah, you bought a you bought a 100%. house in the seventies, and it's worth a you know you bought it for a hundred thousand. Yep. It's worth a million now. Mm -hmm. Can they turn around price and tell gouging. you your price gouging? Exactly, same thing. And say you got to sell it for a hundred. And grand. I'll tell you what, it's even worse because now there's a housing crisis. So you're now selling your house during a housing crisis. Mm. Like they have, the government has said we are in a housing crisis, and the reason we have homelessness and drug addiction and suicide is because we have a housing crisis, and the prices are too high, and we don't have enough. So they can, can they do eminent domain? So how dare you sell your house for profit? Same thing. Well, no, Literally can they, the same can they thing. come in and then take your house and then tell, tell throw I mean, you in jail? I mean, probably. And then and then take your house and say we're going to turn it into a living space. I mean, for we're saying that kind of facetiously, but yes, I think they can, and they probably will eventually. Wow. I mean, I don't see why not. Think about it. Like, it's not that, like, just logically, let's stop and, like, clear our minds. We're not angry. They have done that to people who did it with hand sanitizer. Why wouldn't they do that yeah. for homes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a good point. They do it point. to people for small things. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do it to people for big sure. things? It makes sense.
Yeah. Like we people forget we we look at these little moments that happen and we just kind of we we compartmentalize it. But a, a, one of the things that I try to do, I play like these mind games with myself. I look at things that happen in small ways that yeah. don't, that are menial and I go, if we are taking this menial issue that means almost nothing and the government or people are turning it into this massive situation, then why wouldn't we do that for something that's a problem or at least perceived as a problem? You know what I mean? Like if they're going to say that um, hand and sanitizer from Dollar Tree was an issue, then yeah. why wouldn't they say, hey, when they're saying that in 10 years we're all going to die from um, global warming, then yeah. why wouldn't they say to you, you had a bonfire in your backyard during non-burn days, and the world's like, you're killing our children. Yeah, you're going to prison. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah. We're doing it over hand sanitizer. Why wouldn't we do it and over the penalty the world? for you going in is us taking your property? Yeah. Why wouldn't we do it for when the world is quote unquote ending in ten years? Think about that. They yeah. they are literally Supposedly. saying the world is ending. Why wouldn't they then do that over something that's that big of a deal? Yeah, of course they would. We do it over small things. Of course, we'll do it over big things. Well, we do have one thing in this country that a lot of other countries don't, and that's the Second Amendment. For now. So remember that, yeah, people. No. Remember yeah. that. I'll tell you what, but, guys. Uh, but, but one get thing. ammo. Because <laughs> you can have Remember what they did. You, they, you can keep your guns, but good luck getting ammo at this point. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say, you know, you're talking about that. And, and, and I, uh, the other thing, too, is you have to look, take the whole thing, right? Take the whole uh, enchilada, as it were, and put it all together. You know, yeah. Put it all together here. We're talking Klaus Schwab. You will own nothing. We joke yep. about that all the time, yep. but you will own nothing and like it. And then you think about the crises and you think about home ownership and this and, and then all this, like what you're talking yeah. about, they can come in and get it possibly. I mean, it's all fitting together. You got to be careful. Yeah. Hate to be a, a Debbie Downer uh, on it, but it's, this it's, could be a reality. Do you know, have you heard about, uh, do you know about the whole civil asset forfeiture situation that's been going on? No. I'm going to uh -oh. <laughs> dig into. I love these rabbit holes. So man, I love them. I Let's want go. everybody to just Google or maybe DuckDuckGo. Um, I don't even think you can trust DuckDuckGo anymore. You may have to brave it. Yeah, you might. Just do some search about civil asset um, forfeiture. Okay. Now, this is a real a real thing. Civil asset forfeiture allows police to seize and. This is the craziest part, to seize your stuff and then either keep it and or sell it. Okay. Any property that they allege is involved in a crime. You do not need to be arrested or convicted of a crime. That is a true, that is a true thing. That's a federal law? That is a federal law. Asset forfeiture. It, it, this is a true story. They can take your property because it was, quote, believed to be. Involved in a crime. Now they do not have to. They do not have to prove it. You do not need to go to court. Nothing. And I'm going to tell you a couple. These are true stories. Um, let me show you some real stories here, and I can send some. Um, I'll give you a whole bunch of stories here, but I can go, I'll put some links in the show notes. There is um, a number of stories that talk about how police have pulled people over who had cash on them. Actually, I'm going to pull up one specific story um, so I can okay. show you. Uh, let me see here. Innocent people shouldn't lose cash. 
So here's so, the, there's a bunch of these stories, but essentially, yeah. um, here's a here's a classic story. Here's a Vietnamese immigrant and his business partner. They were um, on a trip to buy farmland. Okay, they're from New Mexico. They're driving along Interstate 40 in Oklahoma. Um, a sheriff's deputy flipped on his lights, pulled them over. The two men, Nang Tai and uh, sorry, I might and Wishan Lu, were on their way to a hotel in Oklahoma City. They planned to catch some sleep before heading in the morning to close a 10-acre plot of farmland. They agreed to buy hundred thousand okay. dollars. They brought that. They brought that cash. It was cash. I mean, because that honestly, if you're buying land and you can do it cash, that's. I want to point this out, guys. It's legal. To buy money, to buy things with cash. That's 100% legal. I know people think, oh my gosh, why they're doing that. It's no different yeah. than giving somebody, um, signing it over via your mortgage. It's just cash. That is fine. That's totally legal to do. In fact, if you ever looked at your money, it says this is legal tender legal for tender. any and all debts or whatever. It's 100% legal. These guys were driving. Um, Ty says they got pulled over. He was a Vietnamese immigrant and father of two from Albuquerque. They were driving the speed limit. They had no idea of knowing at the time, but Ty and Lou were to begin an hours-long ordeal that would have them stripped of all their cash and searching for answers. The story is this. They had $100,000 in cash to bring for the property, right? Mm-hmm. Ty has a, uh, speaks English with a heavy accent. They told the officer they're headed to a hotel, yes, and they had cash on them. The deputy suspected they were involved in illegal activity and used civil asset forfeiture against them. They took the money. Deputies emptied a backpack, suitcase full of cash, pulled apart the inside. They turned up no guns, drugs, or any illicit items. Nothing. Nothing. Ty told his interrogators that he'd been saving up the money for years and they were planning to use the land for farming. They kept saying this is illegal money. We said, okay, prove it. We didn't do anything wrong. The two men were released. No charges. They weren't even issued a traffic ticket. Nothing. They just let them go. Okay. What happened? The cops confiscated the $131,000, and they still never got it back. Wow. And this is happening Well, okay, this story was from NBCnews.com, by the way, for those listening. And uh, how long ago did this story happen? Uh, What was the date on this? 2021. 2021, October 16th. I can give you, I can give you hundreds of these stories, and and they'll be in the show notes too. By the way, folks, the story. So this is a thing that I want everybody to understand. There is laws that say that they can take anything they want from you, as long as they quote unquote think it's used in. It might be used in a crime. It might be used in a criminal action. So, um. And there is um, a ton of these stories, so you need to really uh, take a look at this and uh, you know do do some um, searching. And this is a thing that's happening. So that could that could, you're, and you're talking not just cash. They could take anything. They could take cars. Anything. <clears throat> they could take homes. Yep. If they if they assume that it is, uh, if it, it's if it's your asset, they can come in and say, wait a second. So let's just say this. Let's say that I was like super old school, and I'm not. But let's just say that I was. Yep. And I had $100,000 I've been saving all my life, and I yep. stuck it in my mattress. And for some reason, somehow, we don't know how, but the police had to, came in and did a search and say, well, we think right. something's going on in here. Oh, look in the mattress. Because maybe I spoke to a friend and I shouldn't have and told them where yep. my money was. And then, and then they come in here and they say, well, you've got money in your mattress. Does that mean this is a drug house? And they can literally take your house. 100%. They can take your money. 
Yep. They can take your car. Yep. That's a thing. And, and then ha- you've got to turn around and try to fight to get it back and spend money on lawyers and stuff and good luck fighting the government, right? 100%. In, in and that's court. what they say. They say that be, they can take money, cars, or any property, <laughs> including your bank accounts, businesses, houses. They can seize anything that is yours. Chickens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clovis. Yeah, this is true. This is a real thing. Um, policing for profit, perverse incentives. The fundamental issue with civil asset forfeiture is that the agency who seizes the property gets to keep and spend the proceeds. They are allowed to keep them. And this is because, and I'll tell you, this, this law is crazy, but they're allowed to do this because this law came um, originally to come in to say, in 1984, Congress passed the law to allow law enforcement agencies to retain proceeds from successful forfeitures because it was to stop the war on drugs. Mm. They can literally take your stuff. And but here's the other issue that people have happened. They've won court cases about it, but by then the money has been spent, and then the law says there's nothing you can do. So if they spend the money, mm-hmm. they and, and you win a, a court, uh, uh, your case in court, mm-hmm. they're not required to then just somehow get the money out of the city budget and give it back to you? Yep. It's just gone? It's gone, because that money, your pro- property's gone. Um, here's a here's a story I'll post this. The vast majority of asset forfeiture nowadays involves highway traffic stops. Police will look for rental cars, cars with out-of-state licenses, pull them over for minor violations, changing lanes without a blinker, following too closely. Then if they police, quote, determine the occupant seems suspicious, that's all they need to know, they will search a vehicle. They can take the vehicle. They can take cash. They can take anything. Um, policing for profit, profit um, incentives, that's another big issue because you can. Um, there's no procedural protections. It's a it's a huge issue. Um, wow. Yeah. In um, two thousand nine, Russ Caswell, um, the DEA sought to seize the motel built by his father. This guy, so this guy Russ Caswell owned a motel that his father built. Okay. His father actually built this motel. The motel was valued at one million dollars. Authorities never suspected Caswell of having committed a crime or even benefited from one. Instead, the rationale was that there had been 15 drug-related arrests over a 14-year period at the hotel. Okay, yeah. So he owns a motel. Over 14 years, there was 15 arrests that occurred at the hotel. And it says that he had, re- he had rented 200,000 rooms in, in that, that time, time period. period. He cooperated with all law enforcement activities. After several years, the help of a pro bono counsel, counsel was able to get his motel back. The DEA questioned whether the lawsuit admitted that he was tasked with finding properties to be forfeited. The agency wouldn't go over a property unless the owner had over $50,000 in equity. Mm. Like, literally, they stole his hotel. Wow. Bam, it's ours now. This is an insane idea. Um, they have tracked just since uh, 19... Let me see here. Uh, in 2014, in one year, okay. in 2014... $4.5 billion were taken by police oh my in civil gosh. asset forfeiture in one year. What? So this is something that people really need to be I aware of. I have never. Of. This is a shocker. This is this is more shocking than your dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have never heard of this in my life. I mean, I've heard of them taking property. Like, you know, you, they always like if they pull you over and they suspect you of something right, that the idea is that they seize it. Right. But I didn't realize how these laws were written, and they could keep it, essentially. Isn't that crazy, And good luck man? trying to get it back. Yeah. 
That would be now to combine it with your dishwasher. Is there any way we can get them to come in and take your dishwasher out? Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I found drugs. I found drugs in my dishwasher. Just, just seize your dishwasher uh, and then uh, have them do all the work getting it out, and then hey, just FBI, put the new one in. CIA, NSA, if you're listening, I think there might be drugs in my dishwasher. <laughs> um, just take the dishwasher out. If you could That's just, all we need. Just all and just be you, careful. The and counters. you can have it. The counters, no drugs in those counters. Leave those. Uh, yeah, or the cabinets, yeah, but the, the dishwasher, and you sure. can have the dishwasher. Keep it. You what might need we, one. How do we? We got into that because of. Um, Oh, businesses. They'll come take well, your We're business. talking about yeah, businesses, yeah. taking businesses. And, and you know, this, this is kind of an interesting conversation today. I know we're, we're coming to the end of it. This is an interesting conversation and in, in podcast because of talking about homes and businesses and just things like this. Yeah. I think people, I mean, this is, I, I love these rabbit holes because we all need to be aware of this stuff, man. Oh, yeah. And this is stuff we don't, I didn't even know. Like in 1984, you know, that war on drugs, I knew there was something a little nefarious about that. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on with that war on drugs back in those days that, uh, uh, I mean, I lived through. I don't even think you weren't even probably even born yet. But what year was this? 84. Uh, that was Ronald the, Reagan. I'm not born yet. Uh, Ronald Reagan. But, uh, yeah, so interesting stuff. It's uh, nuts, man. Yeah. It is absolutely nuts. I'm well, so sorry. Now I'm going to go back to the thing you and I talked about. Are, are we going to talk about this or you want to wait till next time? Let's just, I'll just talk about it really quick. Okay. I'm not going to get to I just want to say to everybody, um, if you are conservative, if you are a Democrat, if you are anything, if you're somebody who votes, I would really recommend in our show notes um, to watch this video. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't want to scare you. It's seven hours long. Um, <laughs> you don't have to watch it all in one no, time. You have to watch it all in one time. Break and it honestly, up. Honestly, there are multiple YouTube videos. It's like a mini series. Yes, they break it down. There's actually, there's, there's uh, six interviews. Okay. It's with yeah. every one of the leading um, Republican presidential candidates except for donald trump okay um they're really really interesting and it's tucker carlson love him or hate him he is the an incredible interviewer mm, yeah um something that i would say that i thought was really interesting most times when somebody gets interviewed especially a conservative if it's a conservative being interviewed by um a, a liberal they try to attack them on things like um right now like january 6th or what do you think yeah. about donald trump abortion yes and the thing is <clears throat> us as conservative as well People who are conservative don't care about those things at this point. Like, we want to hear about how and why and what else. Same thing for, like, a conservative interviewing a liberal. They're going to attack them on January 6th, um, abort, same sort of stuff. Like, yeah. it's all the things that, like, we we know. Right crime family. Yes, we know those things. Like, they're just trying to get you gotchas, right? Yeah. This was Tucker saying, what do you think about this? And then grilling them. But how? How are you going to fix mm. it? So a lot of people are like, oh, well, I, if it was me, I would have a, I would stop the war. How? How are you going to do it? Yeah. Oh, I would. Tell me, what are your steps? Yeah, what's your do? plan? What's your plan? Don't, you can't just tell me how. So it was one of those things where it, it, the first interviews I've ever seen with presidential candidates where I really felt like, and, and Tucker was great. He said, yeah, of course I'm going to grill them and I'm going to make them, I don't care if they're upset. And he said, it, he said it great. He said, the reason is, is these people, are people who are saying that they are smart enough and good enough to run the country that my children are going to grow up in. Yeah. So if they can't good answer point. the questions, if they can't answer the question, they work for me. If they can't answer those questions as, as somebody that I employ, essentially, yeah. I don't want to vote for them. So, so he grilled. It was great. I mean, you saw some of these guys crack. It's like you, Pence just cracks. Asa 
crack. It was really like you see them just go like, oh, they were not ready. For because this. these guys are soundbite politicians. They, they are. give you the sound bites. They give you all the the talking points. They do the you and know. He the, doesn't let them. They like, do the he, polls. They find he, out what he was like. Tucker was like a dog, like just you know with his. You know, and he wouldn't let go like a pit bull. Go, just yeah. wouldn't let go. It was great. And then I would say the the one person who came out on top. I, I I'm gonna guess. Let me guess. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you who it Please. is? Vivek. Dude, so, yes, 100%. Uh, you know why? Because I'll tell you why. I've heard him on other... I haven't heard this one, and I'm going to go yeah. and listen to this Watch one. Watch him. But Freaking I'm going to tell you what. I've heard him on other podcasts, yeah. and he does have a plan. Every time, even if they don't ask him, 100%. he goes into... He says, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. He goes into it completely. The guy is... The guy... You know, I, I knew nothing of the guy, and now that I've listened to a few few of the podcasts and stuff yeah. with him on it being interviewed, um, you know, I'm very, very, very impressed by the guy. Dude, you have to. Amazing. You, you have to. Um, you have to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. Watch, I'm going to listen to I this one. I think you can actually go, if you go on, if you're on Twitter, um, I think there's, there, I, I, the show note, the, in the show notes, I have a video that's all seven hours. I think if you go to like Tucker's, he has them on Twitter broken down into each interview. So okay. Watch well, those. And here's the thing, too. I, I have seen these little uh, 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 sound bites or these little clips out there floating around saying that Tucker destroyed this person's political career. I mean, yeah. I get from this blade yeah, yeah. because they couldn't. They couldn't answer the questions, right? So yeah. literally, uh, yeah, this is very interesting. I did not see it, and I am going to go watch it, yeah. Watch for sure. it. It is, it is. I mean, they're great. They're really, really, really well done. Um, it's just, yeah, so watch it. Um, now, these are all the conservative candidates, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's only conservative candidates right now. Uh, I would love, same thing, though. I would love to watch a very similar, um, I have never seen a, it's not, it wasn't a debate, it was a conversation, but I would love to see this with every candidate, conservative, sure. with conservative, liberal candidates, um, Democratic candidates, everybody, because uh, I would love to see somebody from their own side actually grill them to get real answers. That is so yeah. rare. That is so rare to see. Typically, it's a Democrat interviewing a Democrat, and it's softball. It's making them look good. Or a Republican interviewing a Republican, and it's making them look good. Mm. This is the first time I've seen somebody go, I'm going to – I don't care if you look bad because if you presume that you're smart enough to run my country, yeah, you better answer the question. I'm not going to let this go. So there's either two things. Either if you don't answer the question, there's either two things to come away um, to surmise from that, and that would be one would be – they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Or two, they're not, they're scared of telling you how they're going to get there because 100%. probably going to take away your freedoms and everything else, yeah. <laughs> essentially. But uh, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, that, is, that is amazing. And you're right. And that's what we have to do, I think. And then not even, and I'll tell you what, and that shouldn't even be on the uh, national level. It should go all trickle all the way down 100%. through state and even local, which I think is much more important mm -hmm. than even the presidential. Um, we should do that with every candidate for everything. Oh, yeah. They should be grilled, and we're going to find out what they're going to do. And if they don't do it, then we say, guess what? You got to go. We got to get somebody else. 100%. Because they are working for us, and people forget that. They forget. They're not our kings. They're not no. our they, – they, they, we are their bosses. Now, now let me ask you this because you, you, know, you, you run a company. As a boss, what do you do? You have to be very diligent. You have mm -hmm. to constantly be watching your employees, yep. right? Make sure yep. that everything and, – and, and because of all uh, – you know, mm -hmm. under a lot of rules and regulations and everything. Point being this – um, we should do the same thing with with uh, our elected leaders. 100%. We should be watching them. We are the bosses. We are their bosses. We should be watching them constantly and making sure they're doing something, yep. that, that they're staying on the path. And when they get off, uh-uh, 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 you need to get back to and work same over sort of here. Thing. If they then Time lie, to get off your break. cheat, and do everything else, you get rid of them. Yeah. And honestly, that, our Constitution says we should do that. Yeah. 
If we don't, if they're tyrannical in any way, we get rid of them. That's that's what we should do. Yep, Clovis chickens. Yep, I'm just saying. Honestly, though, like I don't understand. <laughs> as, if the majority of people want chickens, how dare the city say you can't have them? Yeah. Well, if, if those people in the city, it's not the city saying that. It's those people in the city at that time saying you can't have it. And if those right. people do not agree with your values and if they don't line up, then there needs to be a movement. See, and this is the problem. We're all very busy. I understand. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I'm, you know, I'm not out there you know, protesting or anything. Sure. But I'm just saying that you, know, you need to be uh, very vigilant in making sure that these people are aligning with your yeah. values. If they're not doing the job, then you know, something. Fair. Yeah. We need to make sure that they are doing the job that they were saying they were going to do when we elected them. Hundred percent. Now, I would love, I would love to get uh, Vivek. Apparently, his name is Vivek. I didn't know. Vivek I'd love Ramaswamy. to get Vivek on our show. Um, I'm actually going to try to get him on our show. I don't really. Know. I think we could have a couple weeks ago, honestly, because he did a lot of podcasts. I think He's so after, big now. I think after this interview, it's tough. He actually just tied with um, DeSantis in polls. So I mean, wow, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Because he, a couple of weeks ago, I would have been able to nail it. Now, well, you know, I, I've listened to a little bit of DeSantis, and, and the thing is, is that yeah, he doesn't answer. Like, how do you do it? We're gonna get there, but how? We're gonna, you know, yeah. get rid of the woke. Okay, how? We're gonna. It's like, how? Yeah. You know? He beca- yeah, he's, he's the only little- other candidate that has done that somewhat has been Trump. On he has come right. out and said, "Here's here's what I want to do." Sure. When when he hasn't been gone going crazy off of right, you know, calling people this and calling people that. But when, when he's focused on that, he does have, you know, yeah. a, 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 some kind of vision of how to get there. Now, there's certain and things. And Vivek, too, now. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I apologize. Ahead. No, certain so, things I do, I wish Trump was there because a lot. Trump does do things like, how would you end the war with Ukraine? I'd end it in a day. But how? It would be over if I was president. We <laughs> yeah, wouldn't even yeah. be in this war. Great, great impression. And it's like, uh, how? It would, you know. One phone call for me, and uh, we wouldn't be in this war anymore. And I'm like, I, I think, and people, for some reason, with Trump, a lot of people just go, yeah, that's true. Whatever he would do. Well, I think now, now to his defense, I will say this: that he does, he does mention that he would sit down, sure, with the two parties and work it out. And that's his whole deal, right? The art of the deal. I mean, right. you know, it's like you know, he's going to sit that's down, fair. he's going to figure out what does Russia want, what does Ukraine want, yeah. But you know, and and then and then work something in between. Yeah, uh, what I like was but, Vivek. But, yeah. Vivek actually gave, like, these are the things that I would do because I've already studied it and I know what they want. And it all comes down for, like, Vivek was great. And same thing with Trump. The two things that they are both on par with, which I think is very important, is we do not need our American boys. We do not need people's mothers and sons going and dying in Ukraine for literally for what? For another country that we have no even really no idea yeah, what's for going what? on and yeah. i and i understand that there is another and part of me said and here's my thing part of me says yeah but look what happened there's injustice there we should go you know do something about it i get that however when a politician says that you know it's fake because well they're not in every country in africa where there's warlords sending our military in yeah like true they're not in Rwanda sending military to save kids from whatever. They're not sending um, our military into China to save the Uyghurs from enslavement camps. They're not in, you know, mm. like BS has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with something else. Yeah. Because if it meant, if they really did believe it, we'd be elsewhere. Yeah. Not so. That's the thing. I don't. Well, and and here's the thing that just uh, dawned on me right now too. Talking about the two the two candidates they're leading. Um, what do they have in common? 
Vivek. Exactly. Both not politicians. They're that's not it. politicians. They're both businessmen. Business business they're both business leaders. That's it. And they've created, they've created successful, successful, successful companies. companies. Yeah. And that's it. So. 100%. All right, guys. Um, that's it. Wow. The long one. That was a long one. <laughs> you know, the thing I enjoy, I'm going to say this again. I said it a yeah. lot. Whenever I do a show, uh, what is it? What's an Eric and, and, and Max show? We have a lot of fun. We have a yeah. lot of fun. So uh, it's appreciate a two, it. It's the two cast. Yes. You know what? I saw The Flash uh, last night. We'll talk about it next time. I'm going to listen to the PTI, pardon the intermission podcast. That's oh, there that, you go. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Listen to that. That's and then a little, next uh, time, I'll discuss my views versus... Um, uh, well, we tried to get, and, and sometimes we'll have him on here too. He'll help us out, Jason yeah, from, so they, from PTI. This is just Jason who talked about it. And uh, Jason, okay. yeah. So we did a review. Uh, PTI is an entertainment podcast, just yeah. real quick, at uh, uh, Jason uh, uh, and myself do. And we talk a lot of entertainment things. Anyway, he did a review on The Flash. I tried to get him on here today. He, he was busy. He unfortunately couldn't make it. Boo. Um, I know. I wish he could have because that would have been interesting. It would have been an interesting review to see you guys talk about The Flash and what you thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll do that another time. We'll do that. And maybe by that time, I'll see it myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pay for it, but I'll no, see it myself. Don't, <laughs> don't pay for it. No, it's not worth it. Uh-oh. I know where the review's going yeah. already. <laughs> Um, all right, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, if, yes. if you don't mind, uh, check out our site, nofocusradio.com. Shoot us a note. There's an area on the bottom that says contact us. Join the Discord server. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can talk with a lot of actually a lot of guests who are on the show have been on there. I know Jason Dam who's been on the show. He's part of the Discord yeah. server. Austin. Stephen Cochran's part of the Discord server. Austin's part of the Discord server. Um, uh, my cousin Stephanie's part of the Discord server. <laughs> There's a lot of fun people in there. So um, join, chat, have some fun. Yeah, um, and then buy us you, a coffee. Yeah, if you appreciate the show, if you like the show, get a lot of value do. out of the show. Please return that value. We'd we'd appreciate that also. Yeah, and we will. We'll tr- trust me. We'll go buy our coffee from Monkey Dog. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go right after this. Actually, on my way to a <laughs> buy us party. a coffee, and we'll take it down to Monkey Dog. That's right. Thank you guys. I uh, appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, later. <laughs> <laughs>